0: All right, boys, i've <laughs> I've made a change that I find very odd, um, <laughs> and I wanted to talk about it with you guys because I told my sister about it yesterday, uh, and she thought she thought it was cool. Um, but I, you know, those really like cheeky self help videos that you don't really want to watch because they all feel kind of scammy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those. You know those those ones. Do you like a you never seen that. Do you open up YouTube, Drew? Yeah. Because I get self-help videos advertised to me all the time. Well, yeah, that, like, are you
1: sad kind of video? No, no. So,
0: like, this is what all men at 25 will fail to do. Stuff like that.
1: Oh, okay. Like, I've, I've seen ads for those. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
0: There's been this one guy. I'm not going to name his name because I forgot it. Um, but, yeah. So, he put out a video the other day, and the, the title got me. It was like, this is why you should be using your phone in black and white. <gasps> you got baited. Yeah, he baited me, and I was like, I was like, I have to know, because I stopped watching self-help videos like that you know, probably like six months to a year ago, because I, I got into it for a little bit, and then I was like, man, all of this is the same thing, everybody's spouting the same stuff, and it just hurts my brain to think about, so I was like, you know what, I'm done with this, I'm not going to watch these anymore, and then this guy got me with this one that was, this is why you should be using your phone in black and white, and so yesterday... I changed my phone to black and white to, oh to my test gosh, it out Sev. to test it out. Cause they say what the guy said, I didn't read any studies on this. <laughs> the, <laughs> normally, normally if I'm thinking about something like I'll go into studies and stuff because I like reading them. Um, especially when it comes to like fitness and health and all of those kinds of things. This time I didn't, um, I went immediately into let's test it out mode. So I turned my phone to black and white. Um, and in the past, Thirty six hours since I've done it, I've noticed little to no difference, um, <laughs> except for things are black and white. And <laughs> great, love but, that. But so what? They, what is supposed to happen? What What was uh, spouted in this video was you should turn it to black and white if you find yourself using your phone super often. If If like, um, especially if you're like scrolling social media all the time, stuff like that, to get yourself not to do that. Now, I have never been a frequent social media scroller. I maybe scroll social media for. 30 minutes a week so that's never been a problem by me except every now and then i'll get sucked into the negative twitter sphere just to see who's dumb um (laughs) and that'll be like once a week i'll get sucked into that for like 15 20 minutes and that's it um so i've never been like a frequent user except except i use youtube maybe like two hours a day like i'm on youtube all the time whether i'm looking at the screen or whether i'm not looking at the screen so uh, I was like, I wonder if this will make me watch less YouTube. I'm just curious. So uh, I've been opening up my phone. Like, I'll show you guys right now. It's on black and white. So it looks very boring, right? Very boring, really okay. very dull. Um, though I will say all my pictures and stuff look so crisp in black and white. I feel like the I feel like the, the pixels just went higher. I was going to um, say, it
2: looks classy to me.
0: Yeah, like, this is my home screen in black and white. Ooh. So I... I don't dislike it. Uh, I do dislike now that when I watch YouTube um, that I don't know what the video looks like because it's in black and white like all videos are in black and white. I watched a voice critical video earlier in black and white but I still found myself opening it up to check. So I'm gonna keep it there for a little bit maybe until I go off to basic in a couple of days and then turn it back. We'll see. Um, so I'm, I'm testing it out, but I wanted to let you guys know that I've made this change in my life for probably the next couple of days before I change it back.
2: Well, what was the rationale? Do you remember? Like, what's it supposed to do?
0: Yeah, it's supposed to, it's supposed to cut down your, your like phone usage because you're, you're so used to being like, uh, like getting those dopamine hits every time you open it up and you see those bright colors pulling you in sort of like why McDonald's chose to use red and yellow for their for their advertising or mm. why you advertise things in red because it, uh, red like spawns you to like do things immediately
2: gotcha, gotcha so
0: so by not having the color there it's more dull it doesn't pull you in as much like you don't get as much of an emotional response from it
2: well you know I, I kind of like that because you're you're kind of like you know going against the advertiser's intent. Because, exactly you know color is such a, a big part of i will
0: say no advertisements have pulled me in in that time because i see them and i'm like oh there's this big gray block that has nothing to do with the video i'm watching i'm not looking at that and also going mm. on amazon i don't feel like buying as much really that's big that's a big one is i opened up amazon uh, earlier today to see because i had some stuff already ordered but when i was scrolling through nothing looked through like no, i didn't want anything because i was i i knew everything there was like everything was in black and white it didn't look interesting Huh. So I did notice that, like, maybe it fixes my shopping. Um, now, the guy in the video recommended changing, like, your computers to black and white, all of this stuff. And I was like, I am not changing my computers and, like, everything to black and white. I will change my phone because that's what I'm on most often. And everything else will stay the same because I find that I can use everything else for their utility purposes. Uh, like, why would I change my TV to black and white whenever I want to watch The Last of Us? Yeah, see, that's
1: I feel like that's almost an anti-tech kind of a statement. Exactly. Because like, I get wanting to pull away from your phone. You're on your phone all day long. You're always looking at it. It's always in your pocket. There's always the temptation, right, to just stop doing what you're doing. You know, read your text or watch a video or something. But I don't like the idea of like, you know, not watching The Last of Us or not watching something on my computer or, or whatever it may be.
0: Right. So I think, I think there are limits to what you should do, but I'm going to test it out and see how it goes. I don't know if I'll find any difference out of it except for the shopping thing. I think the shopping thing might actually be, I might be onto something there.
2: Yeah, you know, when you first brought this up, I was like, oh, you stupid, stupid. That seems so stupid. (laughs) But now, now just thinking about it in my man brain without doing any research, it seems like plausible, maybe.
0: So did he mention anything about blue light?
1: Um, That would make your eyes feel better.
0: Yeah, I I bet this probably makes it easier to sleep when you're using your phone because blue light, you know, Mm. keeps you awake and everything. So, that's probably nice, but you can also do that if you just change to the warm setting. Like, you, you put your phone on, like, the nighttime settings mm-hmm. to where it changes to warm colors at night. That helps a lot. You know, blue light glasses, I have those. I wear them sometimes, but I usually wear them as a fashion statement and not as <laughs> for their intended purpose of wearing them every night. So, that way, you fall asleep fine.
1: I try to wear them while I'm working because I'm sitting in a, a computer all day Good long. idea. But... I feel like when I wear them, I feel better because it's a placebo thing. It's like people, people tell you like, you should wear these blue glasses. So I put them on and within a few minutes, I'm like, oh, I feel so much better. I'm so cool. But I don't know if it's actually making me feel I better think, or if I just I feel better. I think it's better.
0: more of like a long-term thing. I don't think you should be feeling it immediately. Like, See, not that's like, what I'm saying. I think it's fake. It's not like <clears throat> caffeine or anything where like you feel it within minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. you should, it, If you're going to feel effects, you should probably notice them over the course of a few days.
1: (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I think it's complete placebo for me. Like, as soon as 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 I put it on, you know, which I know it does help long term, obviously, but I'm definitely getting this fake feel better sensation, which is not true. It doesn't make any sense to me. But I mean, hey, I feel better, I guess.
0: Yeah. No, I I do like blue light glasses because they're an excuse for me to wear glasses. And, you know, I I feel like in certain times I look good in glasses and then other times I'm like, oh, today's not a glasses day. Well, not in black and white, though. Well, speaking of black and white, um, <laughs> welcome to Table Talk Friday. My name is Seth Pittman, and I'm joined by my two lo- lovely friends, Zachary Carvon and Andrew Romano. I said your name's backwards that time. Uh, how are you boys doing today?
1: You know, I'm feeling pretty good, Seth. Glad you said it at the beginning of the episode again. It always makes me feel like we're on schedule. Living my life to the fullest. I'm exhausted. There was a small car crash on the way here, but, you know, that's sad. We're going to talk about happy things. Zach, tell us something, please. Please, just a little bit more happy, a little more positive vibes. That's all
2: he's got. Yeah, I, I'm full of positive vibes. In fact, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited to talk about our topic for today. So that, that's something positive, right? <laughs> there you um, go. Which is sixth and maybe seventh level spells. We'll see what happens.
0: Yes, but first I want to do my news updates because I'm totally ready to talk about these.
2: Well, please go ahead with your news updates. So right.
0: I'm super excited because um, as I mentioned in my recent solo episode, I think I already have that up. Um, oh no! It was on a Patreon post show. My bad. Uh, and on one of our Patreon post shows, we did finally resolve the situation with Wizards of the Coast and the OGL. Um, woohoo! Go! We won. Uh, we got every, We got everything we wanted. So um, five. Uh, the SRD 5.1 has been uploaded to Creative Commons, meaning that 5e is ours, baby. We own the rights. It's all. Well, everyone owns the rights. It's like basically 5e is like public domain now. Um, and when I talked about it on the post show, I was very excited about this and uh, ex- explained that we would resume. Making, you know, 5e content. We're not, like, boycotting or anything like that. So, you know, 5e is our game. We get to do with it whatever we want. And uh, we'll see where 1D&D and everything goes in the future. But we also got um, a post from Kobold Press the other day, my favorite third-party creator, who... um, announced during the whole OGL situation that they would be making uh, a game they're calling Project Black Flag. Now, we got a little more information on it today um, when they talked about like their play test and everything coming up in February, which sadly we won't get to play until, you know, we uh, until we've got like a whole bunch more material on it, which honestly, it might be nice to come back to a bunch of material to mess around with with that. So, um, I wanted to go ahead and go over the blog post today. Um, and, you know, get a little bit of thoughts from you boys because I'm actually really happy with the route they're going with it as opposed to being like, hey, we're making an entire Pathfinder. Um, So they said, Cobalt Press thanks our colleagues at Wizards of the Coast for listening to the community and responding by releasing the SRD 5.1 into Creative Commons. This change ensures that 5 e remains available to everyone, including Cobalt Press. But what does that mean for Project Black Flag? First, Project (laughs) Black Flag. (laughs) Project Black Flag is going forward. Our timeline is unchanged. The first phase of playtesting releases at the end of February 2023. Regardless of what comes, Project Black Flag remains core compatibility with the 5e products you own and know and love, but with a kobold spin. Project Black Flag will embrace 5e and expand upon it. Our goal is to keep 5e products vibrant and available in print and on our virtual tabletop partner platforms. Project Black Flag is one step in making this a reality. Join us this week for Project Black Flag Friday as we detail some revisions and unique design goals for Project Black Flag and new information on playtest phase one. So what got me really excited about this is um, they're basically competing with one D d Uh, where they're saying, hey, we're the third party. We're going to take 5e and make it our own, which is super exciting to me because they're like, oh, well, we're going to take 5e and update it. So, hey, if you don't want to risk anything in the future, like there's going to be a lot of 1D&D stuff coming out if things don't don't end up going uh, the way we want with that. Hey, we we are taking our own system. And I'm not going to, guys, I have the Tome of Heroes, and the mechanics in this thing are like super, super sound. They add a whole bunch of extra like... Uh, mechanics and everything that I get really excited about and I'd be really excited to see what they do with their own 5e based system so we know like if if we end up liking what they make in the future oh well we still want to use 5e we do the exact same character creation process use what they have in there and um and use like some of the modules that we've been wanting to play for like the longest time so very excited but I want to hear what you boys think so it is 5e or it is not 5e so it's just like 1D&D where, like, it's mm. backwards compatible, that's what they're saying. Like, hey, we're making our own system, and it's based completely around 5e. Like, stat blocks will be the same, like, same style and everything. Um, character classes and everything will be the same. You'll be rolling up mm. your characters in the exact same method. It's like an updated 5e. Oh. Right. Okay, so why wouldn't we want to use this
1: one? This one just sounds better. Yeah. I'm in. I mean, why not have an updated 5e
0: that that seems like a no-brainer no well and made by people that i actually like really really trust like i've I've been reading through their products all day which i want to talk about on the next episode we (gasps) do um but i've been reading through their products all day today and i'm just like man this is good (laughs) like this is really good
2: yeah no i i think this is exciting and it's it's comforting to know that uh because we have 5e in creative commons i mean I I know where we have demonstrated a lot of excitement over one D&D and the playtest and and where D&D is headed um but it's comforting to know if we don't like where it's headed and and you know when the time comes and the the official one D&D books come out and we're just not feeling it uh it's nice to know that there's you know another option maybe going in an adjacent direction that we can uh, that we can go for uh I'm all for it I, yeah. I can't wait to play test it. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Especially because
0: it, especially for a group like ours, where a lot of us have a lot of things going on, you know, I may be the one who has the most time to sit down and just mess with things right now, maybe five days from now I won't. But, um, yeah, whenever like I sit down and I spend a lot of time messing with a lot of this stuff, but it is, it would be a big task to ask our entire group to learn a whole new system. Right. Um, so I'd, I'd be excited to be like, Hey, this is the baseline we're using. We roll up characters the same way. You make your character the same way. Do everything the exact same. But this is the book we're using today. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it. I'm very excited to see where it leads. And um, one last thing before we move on to spells. Um, lots of influence are going to be um, having interviews with Kyle Brink over the next week and a half or so. Uh, I believe by, like, next Friday or something, we'll have a lot of info. But um, Wizards of the Coast sent out emails to tons of influencers like, hey, you get an hour with Kyle Brink, who is the creative director, the guy who put out those posts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so we're going to have a lot of information in the next week on um, – you get an hour to ask whatever questions you want. The They get to vet the questions beforehand so Kyle can prepare. But uh, they get, the influencer keeps all the stuff. They don't have to say yes to the video they post. So whatever they say, like – is free game, so they're they're working really hard to change that reputation back around after what mm. happened over this last month. So I am excited to see what what is said there and what what their potential future is because I think we will get a lot of answers. I think we'll get a lot of PR speak, which is you know par for the course. A lot of um like well, I can't give too much information on that, or well, like this the, the intern like it was just really hard for us at this time. I think we'll get a whole lot of that, but. Uh, maybe there will be some cool information that's coming out. I don't know. I feel like this poor guy's gonna get grilled for hours on end by these influencers. Yeah, well, a lot of the influencers are, are, are general genuinely like really nice people. Like just from what I've seen of them on, from what I've seen from them on the internet, um, <laughs> where and nothing is is a lie. Uh, they all seem very genuine and like a part of the community because they love the game. So I don't think they'll be outwardly rude to him.
1: No, that's fair. I I gotta say I'm I'm beyond hype to play test different things and i know we've already tried you know monster of the week we've talked about some different systems and especially with this new system where it's basically just upgraded you know 5e i almost feel like i want to get back to my my safety place so just like let's just play 5e you know oh we'll be talking about that in the next episode Uh oh (laughs) good, good good well i will say nothing more
0: Ooh. So, let's move on to our topic of the day, which is 6th and 7th level spells. And I'll be honest, boys, before your truck pulled into the driveway, I was looking at spells, and I have, like, two that I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. 6th and
1: 7th level spells, there are some cool ones in there, but they're, they're few and far between. You have to kind of dig between the lines and really start scraping into these these spells to, to get a good understanding of what they do, whether they're worth it, and you really... I find myself really having to compare them a lot to other spells that are lower level or even just a little bit higher. Um, so I am inter- interested to hear what you guys think of as far as better sixth and seventh level spells, especially since I've taken a few myself at this level as wizard. I think I'm Woo! what were we sixteenth level now?
2: Yeah, 16th? yeah, sixteenth level. Yeah, that's
1: thirteen levels of wizard. It's a boy. big
2: deal, boys. We're up there. Woo wee! Well, yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, and start us off, and you know I- I'll I'll give my uh, opinion. I think. Uh, you guys might be sleeping on some good six level spells, but uh, but I like I, what Zach teleport. Uh, that's a seventh <laughs> level spell. Oh, oh set, sorry, I get was in the out of here, spell. Sorry,
0: you, did I say that? I meant teleport or transport via plants. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that one. Well,
2: you know, let's go ahead and talk about transport, uh, transport via plants, because I think it <laughs> it is uh, transport. Yeah, it's <laughs> transport. <laughs> I mean, the transport. I don't know what that means. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Cancel
0: Zach. Um. Anyway, so um, cancel. Yeah. You
2: yeah, know, uh, before we started this episode, we did mention we wanted to get canceled today. So. Yes, yeah, I'm leaving, and you know, all. You know, may as well just end it now. Yeah, that'd, that'd be nice. Um. Anyway, uh, transport. Uh, transport via plants. Oh my gosh, Zach. <laughs> Woo. Uh. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through this. Uh, transport via plants is a. I wouldn't say it's a frequently cast spell. It's uh used only by druids, and so you have to be a high enough level druid to cast this spell, um, but it's kind of cool, uh, very flavorful version of teleport, which uh, teleports a seventh level spell, transport via plants is a sixth level spell, and uh, I don't believe druids ever get access to teleport, so uh, it, it's handy. In any case, uh, it's a, a one round thing. Uh, essentially, you cast this spell on a large or larger plant, uh, within 10 feet of you. And then uh, for the duration of the round, any creature that goes through that uh, plant uh, basically goes through a portal and comes out through another plant anywhere on the same plane of existence as you, provided you've touched that plant before. So it seems really cool as just like this, you know, there's this secret a little fast travel mechanic of, yeah, uh, y- druids know how to get around in this super fast, you know. Uh, uh, keen uh way in tune with nature where wizards they'll have their their teleportation circles or or you know just teleport um i think it's cool that there's this flavorful option that exists but um i don't, I don't think it's making my point very well for why six level spells are awesome <laughs> well no i i
0: do actually because we see this very frequently cast drew do we not oh yeah all not the at, time. not at our table but Vox well, Machina, I, mm, that is true. That is true. It all the time, and now with the Legend of Vox Machina season two, episode one, it's used right away. Oh, that's pretty cool. Because I mean, I'm not going to get in any spoilers <laughs> for for uh, season two, but yes, transport via plants is actually well used at the critical role table, and I guarantee you that more people who play high level have used it thanks to that show and or like just the um their live play.
2: Well, and a nice caveat about uh, transport via plants and a reason that you might even want to use it over teleport is it does have uh, – there's not a restriction to the number of creatures that you can transport with it. So whereas teleport, I believe As many as you can in six seconds. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, you get everyone around – it's basically like a 30-foot radius or anyone faster than that who can sprint full speed into the the tree, um, you can get them there. Whereas teleport is – Uh, You know, up to eight creatures, teleportation circle is a, uh, it's a 10 foot circle. So uh, I'm sure there's some case where the number of creatures has mattered and transport via plants has been used for that, but
0: in critical role, (laughs) (laughs) I won't mention critical role any further for the next two episodes. Thank you.
1: See, this spell is actually pretty nuts because of the almost the evacuation feel of this. Like if there's something going on in a city, like maybe you know a volcano's erupting nearby or something, maybe there's some druids in local forest that come up to the edge of the city and like, go, go, go! And all the people start flooding into the forest to get away. That's pretty cool being able to teleport mass amounts of people. Yes. But what does scare me about this spell, which I immediately think of when I think of this, is it's for the duration of the round, right? So you cast it and then jump through. And at that point, different from other teleportation spells, you have to hope that your friends also jump through that tree. So with other spells like teleportation, which we'll get into right now, but it goes off instantly, right? So we've done this in a few scenarios in our campaign with different types of teleportation spells, teleportation circle and all that kind of stuff. Um, But, you know, we've held the spell and then had everyone run up to it. And then we teleport out in the blink of an eye, right? It happens. It goes off for sure. We make sure we're all good to go. But God forbid, three of your buddies get through something. Maybe it's dispelled. Who knows? Maybe, maybe someone grapples your friend and they can't get through the tree. And then you're just waiting as the six seconds pass. One of your buddies doesn't come through the other end. Yeah. What do you do? You got to go back. You got to go back. No, you make a new character.
0: That's, ter- <laughs> oh my
1: God, that's just terrible. I feel the suspense of like someone just hanging off one of the branches of the tree like, no, as the the big bad's pulling on their foot, yanking away from the tree.
0: Their hand gets cut off as the <gasps> tree closes.
1: Oh, that would be, oh, does it specify if you it get doesn't. like chopped at, see, I feel like you should get chopped at half. I <laughs> would look at the, <laughs> the player and go, Are you <laughs> cool
0: if I cut your hand
1: off? <laughs> 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 you know, I,
2: I'll say that's uh that's not a problem with the spell, though. I think that's awesome flavor uh, because really it adds drama to the moment. If you're casting transport via plants under duress, uh, you, that just comes with the territory. If you want everyone to get through, have the barbarian pick up the slow guy. No, yeah. I I love it. I think that's awesome.
1: I think it's cool. But as a fun little you know snippet improv, uh, Mr. DM, do you, you know how much damage would you deal to somebody if they reach their hand through this this teleportation? Plant teleportation, whatever the fuck is it called, and they lost their hand. How much damage would you deal to them? Um,
0: I don't know. I I don't think I would. In given that moment, given that it's probably very cinematic, mm-hmm. they'd their hand would get cut off. Mm-hmm.
1: But there's got to be a balance, right? So you can't do too little damage, but you can't well, do too much. Well,
0: but do you, do you need to do damage? Because yes. you cut them off from the rest of the party and they cut to the other side.
1: They just lost their hand.
0: They absolutely yeah, need to have damage Yeah, the hand gets cut out. off and you cut away and they, no one knows what happens to that character. You know, I, I, uh, I, I, w- I don't think I would deal direct damage because I don't want anybody to know what happened.
2: That's fair. Uh, I, I'm sure there are some homebrew rules for, for dismemberment, though. Uh, in my mind, I would probably say just like as a flat rule, um, if you're losing a limb uh, in one hit, you and go unconscious. It, yeah, and it doesn't specify. Yeah, you go unconscious, and it does at least half of your hit point maximum. Because you're. Uh, maybe it doesn't kill you outright. So, like with the stipulation, you drop uh, by half of your hit point total down to one.
0: I don't know. I'm looking at my hand right now. I feel like I could cut it off and be okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, yeah, so? you not like be, okay. You wouldn't be in
0: fighting shape after. No, that. I wouldn't be in fighting shape after you're right. So, yeah, at least half my hit points. Would you
1: consider it a clean? <laughs> <laughs> would you consider it a clean magical cut, or do you think it would be like rough and you'd have to like heal it up? I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't know. It depends on like the nature of the spell. Maybe this is the type of tree. Well, oh. you know, some oh. trees might crush
2: it, and then oh. other trees might just slice it. You see, I- I'm still picturing a gaping wound with blood spurting out, though. Like, you know, maybe maybe it is reasonable to have it drop you to zero because honestly. If you're going unconscious and you've got an open wound and nothing to close it up, you will die. That's what happens.
1: Mm. I, think, I think I would have to rule it that you'd have to stabilize yourself in some way. You'd have to stop the bleeding, but it would do, God, I don't know. Maybe half your health. I don't know. I, I feel like that seems reasonable for your hand suddenly being severed off. Although, to your point, maybe a different kind of treat. If it was a clean cut, maybe it'd be less, or you know, maybe it would kind of close up on its own. I don't know.
0: Again, I wouldn't make it a direct numbers thing. I would cut away from, the par- from that person.
1: But that would be... I would much rather take damage. <laughs> I no, don't no, no, want, no, I don't want, to get him I want your scared. character cut no, away from no, no, you. No, don't no, 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 no. That's, that's way the, too That's scary. the fun
0: of the game. Oh, that's, that's, that's terrible. No, that's what's fun for me. Like, the second the party member's gone, it's like, ooh, who knows? What if
1: that was it's how you ended? I hate that we're talking about the same so spell still, but what if that was how we ended, right? So you're going off to, to camp for a little while, so you're going to be gone. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like summer said. school. Summer school. You're going to summer school for 10 weeks, right? What if while you're at summer school... I was gone, like Pyth or, or Oswin or anybody else was yeah. just gone for ten weeks. I you have don't to know think what about that Sunday. No, please just tell me how much damage I took. <laughs> please just tell me. I'll give you both my hands if you tell me where
0: I am, uh, and I'll be like, all right, and that's and that's that, and then I'll throw my phone over to you and say, hey, hold that till I get back, and then you can't contact me. I read all of your notes. It's in black and white. <laughs> I, I can't read them if it's black and white. <laughs> okay, okay, this isn't the teleport, the transport via plants episode. Uh, next spell. So, I would like to give a, a spell.
1: It is, to me, frequently cast in the mindset that if you have a big old boss or you have a very cinematic moment in a movie, to me, there's a lot of ways that you see Arcane Gate in movies and cinema and all that kind of Ooh, stuff. another right? teleport. Another? Yeah, you know, we might, well, <laughs> might as well keep it in teleport, right? We'll Let's wait till we it- get to seventh level. Ooh, Ooh. it's going to change. <laughs> but but arcane gate is really sick so just basic understanding of the spell is wherever you're standing i think you get like a a 10 foot reach on or something like that too it's it's a short amount of reach and then anything you can see as far as a a flat surface 500 feet from you you can create another portal there and one at your feet so you can just walk through this portal at any point in time and be 500 feet away that's sick this is dimension door but like mass levels higher it's Two levels out, but it's mass dimension door. Yeah. You could do this to a large amount of people, just like the plant spell as well. Of course, it only lasts so long, and it is, you know, it is 500 feet, so it's not miles it, or anything like that. Is it a two-way like way door? Uh, yes. So, anyone can cross through them, but it's concentration, so you can drop it at any time. Mm. I love the idea... You could use this spell in a number of ways. First of all, I love the idea that you could use it offensively, right? I was about to say that. Yeah, you push someone through this portal that's super far away, and then you cut it off, and then you have a bunch of your sharpshooters get ready with their, no, their crossbows and whatnot. No, a dragon
0: flying full speed at you, and you put a portal in front of them, and then right <gasps> above the ground, they fly straight into the ground.
1: Oh, that would be sick. I, oh. I love that, too.
0: They I, they, I would have them make like a deck save or something to not to not go into the portal, but like that would be so lit. <sighs> I'm Maybe a, a deck uh, save against your... Uh, your like Arcana or whatever, whatever your, oh, your, uh, your spellcasting modifier is. So they make a Dex save, but if you if your spellcasting modifier is is uh, better, then you cast it better than that. I the feel
1: Grand like that's Pearl. fair because it's a high level spell, but at the same time they could dodge it. Yeah. so I think that's perfectly reasonable. Yeah, I think that's cool. So I mean, just right there. There's a million ways you could use this spell. I have been sitting on the spell for a while. It's been in my spell book ever since I prepared it. I haven't got to use it
0: yet. You had the perfect moment. But right? I know, but
1: I didn't know. I didn't know. So. <laughs> In our campaign, we're at high stakes right now. There's a lot going on. We have to. I have to make sure I'm always keeping my spell slots ready if we need to plane shift or if we need to teleport, something like that. Uh, you know, seven those spell. We need to do something crazy like that. I need to have those spell slots ready. So we're in the cinematic moment where I could have used Arcane Gate to teleport the entire party right up to the boss, right in his little throne that we're sitting in talking to one of our buddies. It would have been sick. But so you have to take advantage of it when you can. You got to use these spells when you can, boys. But Arcane Gate is really cool. Because think about how many things you've seen where something like this happens right the big bad walks through the portal i'm thinking i'm a big mortal kombat fan right so i love the idea as soon as the fight starts like Quan Chi walks through the green portal with like the swirling green skulls and he gives this cool one-liner right before you fight to the death that's <laughs> sick i it's very very cinematic it's very cool and i don't it maybe it gives you an idea of how you flavor it you could definitely flavor it like a large dimension door it could just be like a double set of doors which i think it's kind of funny but i love the idea that no matter what kind of mage or caster you are you could flavor this in different colors too it could be a big Mm -hmm. swirling arcane purple door or it could be for my character Python, he's very uh divination based and i always imagine divination magic is like a like a white a lot of people say they imagine yellow but i always imagine like this pristine white energy um you could walk through this big old like just um, if you've ever seen like the good place, just a big white space or like Spongebob Squarepants where he walks into the,
0: the, what's like the, I can only imagine a Mario warp pipe. That's all I can. <laughs>
1: think. No, no, you can't. <laughs> uh, that would be cool though. <laughs>
0: I think that's perfect. That's, that's literally all I can think about,
1: which if we ever play a high level one-off with arcane gate i would love to play a mario themed caster where not. you
0: <laughs> you create no no think of it think about it i'm not dming this how good
1: how cool would that be you create this big old pipe right and then you could have like piranha plant you could have bullet bill you could use like a star power i don't know what spells you would use those with but it would be sick right there's there's so many ways to flavor it that's really fun and all about flavor and you do see this so i'm counting it as frequently cast you know
2: invulnerability is a spell so that that's your star enlarge reduce for your oh mushroom. that's true that's true uh, oh, no, we can't. We can't, guys. What? Fireball or fireball? I can't have us having
0: uh, Mario 5e. No. But why not? No, but It'll it would be could so be fun. Imagine, imagine I've built up like a Lego tower and you guys are literally moving the pieces as combat. <laughs> like you have to <laughs> jump and land on them and I have you making rolls to actually hit them. Uh, like no. with the Mario Lego set.
1: This is great. You do double damage if you jump on someone's uh, no,
0: head. No, believe me, this is a great idea for any group that that wants to. That's not me. Like I, <laughs> I, I am not. I am not cut out for this. We'll play um, Pokemon
1: Five E, but Mario Five E is just too much, I guess.
0: I, yeah, it is uh, <laughs> because Pokemon <laughs> is an RPG. Um, so let me let me bring up my. Favorite one and probably the only 6-level spell, G- given that I don't get to play, um, the this only 6-level spell I think I will and will ever get to cast, um, Chain Lightning. Uh, the quintessential 6-level damage spell that's not Disintegrate. Um, now, Chain Lightning is really cool, and I got to use it this past week against you guys. Um, it's basically... A light, a little tiny lightning bolt. Right, imagine you shoot it out, and how lightning like bounces between people. It's like that. It deals an immense amount of damage. Um, How much exactly? Ten d eight exactly. Ten d eight damage to the target you hit, and then if there are other targets within thirty feet, the lightning bounces to them, up to three. So, and they all all have to be within 30 feet of the original person that it hits. So, you hit the first person, and then it bounces between three others within 30 feet of the original person. So, I got to use it this past week on two people, and that felt great. I can't imagine if I had hit the whole party. Um, Did you hit us with chain lightning? Yeah. When? I Were you not paying attention? I, maybe I was looking down. Gargoth <laughs> and Aerofrass got hit with chain lightning. Yep. Oh. I... I can't believe I missed this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't the, remember this um, being cast. That's the, insane. Or a boss <clears throat> cast it.
2: Yeah. They could just oh, do God. that shit. Yeah.
0: They had where, multiple. Where were me and Hekili with Counterspell? Uh, way on the other side. Yeah, you couldn't see it. Ooh. Yeah, no. I tried to cast Chain Lightning on you guys, and Hekili Counterspelled it. Oh uh, Yeah, see, I'm glad he did that. Yeah. I didn't want that. So, uh, Chain Lightning is the quintessential to six-level damage spell. That's all I have to say.
2: Yeah, and it. what I like about Chain Lightning is it does feel just more there's more prestige to it right um, because ultimately it's not that different uh, from a fireball when you get right down to it but I love the you know the mechanics of it where there's yeah you hit the one guy and then it arcs and bounces uh, you know over to the others uh, and 10d8 damage is nothing to sneeze at uh, I, I think that this much like a lot of the other uh, high level spells is a nice one for the DM to have. Just to like, you know, make your players shit their pants.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. And keep in mind, that's a whole lot of damage for one person, right? At sixth level, right? You hit four people with one. You can upcast it for more. When you upcast it, you get an additional arc every time. So you could get an additional three lightning beams off chain lightning at a maximum. Now you're of not gonna level. use your ninth level
0: spell for that. So maybe, I don't know. It, it maybe might be, maybe it might be worth level. it. That's that, pretty sick, though. That's
2: actually pretty disgusting, though. When you think about, you know, you upcast a spell, usually it does an extra, you know, damage die. This does an extra D10 or uh, 10 D8, excuse me, of damage. That's a lot.
0: That's an average of like 45 every time yeah. for each person. Yeah.
1: That's disgusting. I, I absolutely love this. No, spell. I haven't have got to cast this yet, but I'm going to cast
0: it so frequently, guys. Oh, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and I do thoroughly believe this is a frequently cast spell.
2: Yeah, it's probably the most frequently cast uh, spell. I've even done it as the, the DM all once. all of them? Yeah. Every
1: screw Cure Wounds. Take Chain Lightning at first level. <laughs> no, out of six Magic level Missile? Nah. nah. You know lightning. what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway,
2: I'm going on to the next spell. Which We're is... on something today. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, this is what I think is my favorite uh, six level spell of all. Um, I, I just want to get into it because I've been itching to cast this spell. I don't know when I'm going to get to. But one of these days, mark my words, uh, it's flesh to stone.
0: Ooh, that's an interesting one. Please explain it to me.
2: Yeah, so uh, this spell, you attempt to turn a creature that you can see within range into stone. Essentially, they have to make a constitution saving throw, uh, or they immediately, uh, their skin begins to harden, and they uh, are restrained, and they, uh, essentially, they start to turn into stone. After uh, they fail that first save, uh, if they succeed, nothing happens, which sucks, but it's because this is a very powerful spell for sixth level, so uh, they they fail. Uh, from that point, their skin continues to harden. They are restrained. They're stuck in place, and uh, they have to succeed uh, at the end of each of their turns on three Constitution saving throws. Uh, if they fail all three, uh, then they they are ter- uh, I'm sorry, permanently turned to stone. Uh, and so it's it's just like death saves basically, where they have to either succeed three times or fail three times or they're turned to stone. Um, so after that that first whatever it is, yeah you know your your divination wizard uses their portent to make sure they fail that first one. Uh, first of all, they're out of commission for the rest of combat. It doesn't matter as long as you maintain your concentration on that spell, they are turning to stone uh, and if the the spell completely uh succeeds, they're petrified. Uh, and so for all intents and purposes, that boss monster is,
1: I'm so sorry, boys. That was my mother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you, uh, you shut her down.
1: Oh yeah. No, I hung up immediately. Uh,
2: regardless, the boss monster is, uh, is dead basically. So, uh, super, super powerful spell. Um, the reason that I love it though is from the the DM's perspective, I can't think of a more maniacal evil spell to throw at your players than flesh to stone because, you know, it's got to be a, uh, you know, a 20th level caster uh, villain versus a lower level party just to like, you know, you throw it in there. They're maintaining their concentration and you're just watching them scramble and throw all of their, oh, you got to get the paladin in there so that the, you know the, their saves are higher. We have to use all of our inspiration. We have to use all of our luck points. We have to use you know whatever it is to make sure we make those saves. Can you cast it on multiple people? Uh, let me see. Because that would be cool. No, it it is a single target. So you could twin spell. You could twin spell it. Oh but, yeah. But that's uh that's the the one way to to make it multiple. But
0: you guys get ready for the eighth layer of hell.
1: <laughs> no, don't I say just made that. that up.
0: I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say you made it up, but did you actually
1: make it up? I don't trust you at all. Yeah. Um, what I do like, and I'll, I'll pitch in a little bit. Um, I like the idea that it's the villain's spell, for sure. I agree with you. But, but, even better, the idea that you build a, like, it could be one-off or a campaign whatever it may be. You have a party where that's, that's your shtick. That's what you do, right? You have this one person that casts it, and the rest of your party is designed to make that person fail all of their saves. You have portents. You have things that give them disadvantage. You give them mind sliver, minus four. You bane them. Do some crazy stuff so they just fail all their saves, and you just win all fights.
0: Yeah. What's the name of the the basilisk? That's the name of your party. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) That's sick. You could be like an adventuring group. Yeah, that's actually that's very cool.
1: <laughs> well, think about, like, you're, you're, like, bounty hunters, right? So you have to bring in people's heads for, like, a, like a, like a prison or something. So you just turn him to stone, you drag him back, like, I got him. He's right here. Oh, yeah. That would be sick. That would be super sick. Oh,
2: yeah, man. and so I, I love that as well as, you know, this spell is its own win condition. You know, it, it completely changes the way you think about combat when the monster isn't a sack of hit points, it's a sack of uh, legendary resistances we get all those down and then we flesh to stone and then we we start rolling and you know we uh we make it as hard as possible for them to succeed. Uh, it, really it, it, when you get down to it it is just banishment with extra steps, but I I love the you know the little timer element. I love uh the the flavor of it. You know, it makes you think of the basilisk, Medusa, uh the white witch from Narnia if you're so inclined. <laughs> that's what you no, thought I, of the white
1: whisper narnia yeah
0: <laughs> that, that was a good
2: one I or wasn't or that. um the king midas and his golden touch yeah or king midas and his golden touch or mammon who we fought in our last session who uh didn't flesh to stone us he fleshed to gold at us <laughs>
1: this man was whacking us with a man purse and turning us to gold yeah okay? it was great it wasn't even like a sword it wasn't it was it was a big old man purse is yeah. all it was that's terrible of
0: molten coins
1: how does it feel to get murdered by a man purse? Just I knocked on know. your butt, turn gold.
0: I'm the killer. <laughs> gosh,
1: poor Varys was out for the entire fight. I, just I let- felt so bad, oh. dude.
0: Oh my gosh. So, anyways, do you guys have any other six level spells you'd like to talk about? Uh,
1: one more I'll mention very briefly because um, I do I can think of a very specific iconic moment in Critical Role which a lot of people refer back to. Oh, uh,
0: we already decided we weren't going to talk about that. Oh no, I meant
1: uh, I meant Adventure Time. That's what I was going to talk, talk about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll allow it, Drew. Continue about Critical Role.
1: So in the the famous one of the famous one offs where they did a little battle royale right towards the the end of the series, a particular. God, at the time, I don't know which character he was, so I won't say any more. Uh, but this particular character had cast a spell called Globe of Invulnerability. And when they cast this, this little bubble appears around you, and you're basically just invulnerable to damage at this point. Magical spells don't go through this thing. I think it's up to, like, one level higher than the, the level you cast it at. So if you cast it at eighth level, uh, nothing goes through this thing. Uh, people can't get in or out. There's no physical attacks.
2: Uh, I think you've got it reversed. So, oh, what's up? Uh, it's, uh, it's specific for spells. Um, so any spell of—it's a sixth-level spell—of fifth level or lower cast from the outside of the barrier can't affect creatures or objects within, and then each time you cast it, it's— spells of one level lower. So if you ninth level glo- globe of invulnerability, uh anything but a ninth level spell can't pass through.
1: Hey, still really cool. It still rejects magic, which there's not a lot of stuff that does that in the game that just shuts down your magic with you know, besides counterspell or like anti magic field, right? This literally just shuts down spells things that are coming at you and you can have other people standing next to you. So that's pretty sick. I also love the idea honestly, the main reason you do it. I just kind of want to roll around in it. I don't. I don't. I don't even know if it's if it says you specifically can do that. But I just. I just want to roll around like a little hamster, and while I'm in this ball, we
0: had a party member in uh, our original campaign who cast shield that way. He was levitating, and <laughs> and he cast shield on himself, and he rolled around like he was in a shield oh because he, because everybody kept missing him. <laughs> yeah, Snagglepuss. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was hilarious.
1: Uh, but yeah, there's there's nothing, you know, too incredible about this spell. I just love it for flavor. I've heard of it being cast, and I've heard some great stories about how it's been cast. So I feel like it has to be among the list for sure. Definitely one of the cooler ones, especially when, you know, you're trying to you know pick the good ones out of 6th level. Um, definitely one of the coolest ones. I love it. Definitely give it's, it a try.
0: It's the spell that your boss monster casts whenever all their minions are fighting you, and then they come in for phase 2. oh no yeah you know
2: honestly a globe of invulnerability would suck on a on an enemy monster but that's that's probably what it's best used for
1: well i like the idea because you know how things berserk once they get so low on health they end going like into a rage or something like that i like kind of what you were saying i like the idea of a magic item that once you get down to a certain amount of health it triggers right very similar to a second phase of a boss battle i love that because that extra layer of armor where all of a sudden that that strategy you've been using the whole time of casting these long range spells right they don't work anymore so now you have to get up close and personal with this thing that's pretty sick
0: yeah or maybe it covers like part of their body like armor so you have to hit a specific point so their ac goes up
1: oh like they have like a like an achilles heel sort of yeah a like going maybe on. it
0: covers their their neck down so you have to get headshots and so Ooh. so like maybe you do a little more damage but you their ac is like three higher or four higher yeah you, that's you, cool. You cast the spell wrong and it encloses everything except
1: your head. Yeah. And you just start rolling around just bonking it on the floor. <laughs> that's, that's a good way to, to mess funny. up the spell. I actually you see, love in, that. in
2: my imagination, it's like a, a halo bu- bubble shield. Yes. And you could just go through it.
1: Oh, Okay, that's pretty sick. I do
2: like that
0: idea. A lot of ways to flavor it. Pretty cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it like that, but that actually makes a lot of sense.
2: Uh, We're... We're going to get to the seventh level spells in a second here, but well, I, do I think we should to. definitely <gasps> do those
0: on the following episode as we are hitting our limit here.
2: Oh, okay. <gasps> okay. Okay. Well, well, then we've got plenty of time. So uh, I'll just mention heal, which no one's mentioned. Oh, yet. heal's a great spell.
1: Oh, dang. Okay.
2: Yeah. So uh, heal is the perfect healing spell, I guess. Um, you, you cast it. It's a sixth level spell. Uh, and instantly, any target, you don't have to roll or nothing, you get 70 hit points back uh, every single time. Uh, the spell also ends blindness, deafness, and any diseases affecting the target, though it doesn't uh, get rid of petrification and that sort of thing. So still a reason to cast uh, Greater Restoration and that sort of thing. But this is, uh, again, it, it's great if you have a, a party cleric or druid who can cast this, but in my mind, it's also great for, you know, the... The NPC uh, that you have. We have had NPCs
0: cast heal many times on our party. Definitely Um, saved our butt for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess I forget that Lulu played the cleric role because every time you guys would be in a situation where healing or like greater restoration was needed, Lulu was there. But then as soon as she was gone, it was like, oh, they're gold now. Um, I can't fix that.
1: Yeah, DM thoughts. Like, you know, they're their first layer of hell. No big deal. I'll give him a, a full-blown cleric with heal, right? Oh, you guys are two layers down or deeper? Pfft, take that cleric away. You guys don't need it. Well, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, now you have a big beefy boy along with you. But he can't cast heal, though. That's a big deal. <laughs> what if he could this whole time? Can you imagine he didn't cast it at all? That's actually disgusting. I just didn't know if I liked you guys enough yet. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a pit fiend. Casting heal Wouldn't Would be, be terrifying It'd be so weird Like you definitely Get burned a whole lot Like you would take yeah. Damage in the process You would have like Scarring or something Crazy <sighs> going on
0: Every spot that was healed Just terrible scars Like uh, awful scars I healed you <laughs> Well not really though I feel better <laughs> But like Look at my eye <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, sure, you healed me, but all the cells have been replaced with cancer cells. Oh, (laughs) Oh. Oh, man, that sucks. Are you age a few years?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a trade-off of some kind. That really stinks. Uh,
2: Other six-level spells. Yeah, let's do
0: some some, um, honorable mentions. So one for me would be Disintegrate. Awesome six-level spell, one that I've seen used a couple of times, one that I've used a couple of times in story in story uh spots. But I would rather have Chain Lightning, and I think, but I do think Disintegrate is an amazing spell.
2: Yeah, so I, I will go to bat for for Disintegrate. I think um, versus some other similar spells like like Chain Lightning, uh, it's it feels high level because there's a flat uh, damage threshold that it gives you. So uh, it is a single target. Uh, spell, which is it can be, you know your your mileage may vary with uh, how useful it is, but it does 40 plus 10d6 force damage, uh, and that 40 is just, you know, that's the base every single time it's gonna do at least 40 damage which is nothing to sneeze at, not even at higher levels, it's usually a pretty great option to use against any boss that you're fighting. But Chain Lightning is
0: gonna do an average of a little over 40. Right. With the, with, with the single target option on right. it. Right,
2: but, but the, the minimum that Disintegrate can do is 50 points of damage. Right. Uh, on, at max, it can do 140 points of force damage. Right. Which, again, nothing resists force, uh, almost. So, uh, definitely nothing to sneeze at. But the other thing uh, that it does is it's just great at destroying things. So, uh, the spell automatically disintegrates a large or smaller non-magical object... Or a creation of magical force. If the target is huge or larger, uh, or is a huge or larger object or creation of force, the spell disintegrates a ten-foot cube portion of it. uh, A magic item is unaffected by this spell, Um, but things that it does work against: wall of force, uh, I believe, force cage. It also works against uh, and certain aspects of other spells. I believe there's a uh, something in a prismatic wall that disintegrate has to destroy or it it can't be destroyed. So. Uh, Super helpful to have around, and I I don't know, it's really just an awesome spell, and if it kills the thing that you're you're targeting, they're instantly disintegrated, which is, again, just, it's the thing that the wizard pulls out as their, look how powerful I am, you (laughs) cease to exist. Snap. Yeah.
1: And the funniest part of the spell, to that point, it disintegrates them, all of them, except for anything magical on them. So it's basically instant loot. Any sort of looter shirt you've ever played, <laughs> you drop them and just
0: all their their goodies it's drop like the right Scott at their program feet. Versus the world when they drop coins on the ground. Yep, exactly.
1: <laughs> I just I love that concept. Just making it a little goofy. Um, that is funny. Also I like love disintegrate just because it's one of those spells. I think we've talked about this. It's one of like the three spells you could just snap someone away. If you could Thanos snap somebody away and flavor it that way, it's sick. Come on, yeah. you just feel super powerful
2: which to to talk about another six level damaging spell that uh, it's got its own thing, but it sucks in comparison uh harm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. specific to clerics, uh, this spell again, single uh, single target, uh, it's a con save, and it deals fourteen d six necrotic damage, so doesn't come anywhere close to disintegrate uh, but... with regard to the damage, but uh, if the the target fails the save. Then their hit point maximum is reduced by the amount of damage they take. So that's cool, but unless you're fighting, uh, you know, uh, an enemy cleric, basically, I don't know how many monsters uh, we fought. We could probably count them on one hand. Uh, the amount of times we've had a monster that can heal itself, um, right? So,
1: but when they do, though, it's it's a big deal. So the idea that they can heal back up. That's pretty sick. I think it's it's definitely more so a, it's you know, nice, a villain it's spell.
0: It's, it's situational, especially if you know you're going after a monster that can regenerate. Maybe you're going after like a vampire or something like that. Then it's like, ooh, make sure I have harm available to me. I um, think
2: vampires might be immune to necrotic damage, though. Fuck that, then. <laughs> <laughs> what am Never I saying?
1: <laughs> Which, it's kind of funny. I wonder, I think, could you technically transmute it? Do a different type of damage and it still work? I don't know if you could transmute away from Necrotic. I know you can't transmute to it.
2: If if you really want to put in the effort to... Uh, does, you know, tran- does
1: transmuting have to be an element? I think it's got to, I'd have to check. I think it has to be an element of some sort. But there's only so many things you can go to.
2: Right, 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 right. Transmute. I, you can't transmute into Necrotic damage, so you probably, I think can't away, trans- you, you probably can't transmute from Necrotic either. I'd have to relook at the... Uh the thing the is, though, magic. with my
0: kind of house rule where I let you take the spell at different damage, should I allow you to take harm with a different type of damage as the base? Maybe I'd only let you take Radiant as the opposite one.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Oh, but
1: I love the idea that it's fire or ice, and so you're so heavily burned that those areas cannot heal. Like, they're magically burned. Yeah. They can't heal over, or it's, like, frozen solid in those parts, and you can't melt the ice.
0: Oh, like, that's yeah, really do, sick. I do like that, and it makes sense in my head, so I'd probably allow it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Always ask your DM for more stuff. Guys. I mean, it makes Always. sense for pretty
0: much all the other ones too, though, because lightning would burn that spot, and then you you could see like acid or poison, like poison, oh, yeah. it, that The organs around that area just never properly heal again, um, or uh, acid burns
2: again. You know. Oh, yeah. the 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 one other thing that I'll mention about harm that I didn't say is, uh, it can't drop you below one hit point, which I I do like harm, uh, you know, flavorfully there, as it's really it's just there to maim you and put you in your place which is why only clerics can have it it's like you know i'm uh diffusing the situation i'm gonna drop you down to one hit point you are basically done (laughs) no way i can catch you
0: with my pokeball yeah basically
2: (laughs) it's false swipe
1: yeah now i think horror only lasts so long i want to say it's like an hour or something if i had to guess but yeah, it is an ab- hour. I absolutely love the idea you wake up in a dungeon or something like that, and the boss has they know you're a hero, so they've cast this on you like they've three or four times. You. Your max hit point is one and you're just super weak and you have like this necrotic ooze coming off your skin, and you have to find a way out of this to get rid of the the disease to I get hit points back.
0: To oh, that would have been sick. I see eyes uh, captured, have him wake up harmed. I wouldn't like that as much though, because w- he would have died. And I don't but like yeah. I, don't, I don't like when he dies though. You, know, like, you would have revived him. He already had to. He did die. <laughs>
1: I'll think about it though if you took what two hit, two points of damage at that point you would die outright because you have one hit point that's true <laughs> two <laughs> points of damage yeah. you're
0: instantly dead yeah you know you don't really think about that huh that's terrible it's absolutely disgusting <laughs> someone pulls out like a little knife and you're like oh no oh don't. no or like you're scared of biting your lip when you eat <laughs> <laughs> a sewer rat runs by and you're like
1: 18th level like don't you Please dare don't <laughs>
0: be scared of all the things you shouldn't be scared of anymore it's actually pretty funny all right quick shout out here for the end of the episode any others
2: uh sunbeam is cool it's like the the ultimate vampire destroying spell um you basically get to shoot a kamehameha as your action for a minute um tasha's otherworldly guys uh is an awesome transformation spell uh so is tensor's transformation um, both, both super cool, but, uh, Tasha's, I feel like is a, is a more universally usable spell. Tensor's transformation is very specific. It basically turns your, uh, your caster into a fighter and to get the most use out of that, you also want to have a lot of levels in a martial class. So, uh, there's a very thin margin for where I think that spell's super useful. Um, let's see. Oh, Drew, you love scatter yes
1: i have yet to use it <laughs> but there's been a few situations where it definitely would have been helpful i do like the spell uh just basically you you get to reset the battlefield so if you and a bunch of your friends are in a sort of a bad situation you know maybe someone has the high ground or they've surrounded you or something like that or you all need to be out of your cells, something like that you can cast scatter and everyone around you can use it offensively too but all of your friends are now in different spots wherever you want so you get to basically redraw the battle mat with all your characters it's pretty sick
2: that is cool yeah uh, and Heroes Feast. I really love Heroes Feast. Um, it's, yeah, it takes 10 minutes to cast. It costs a thousand gold every time you want to cast it. Um, but it is the, all right, let's prep for the final boss, uh, and get everyone buffed up. Uh, it basically, you you take an hour to eat a huge feast. Up to 12 creatures can eat it. Uh, and after, uh, for the next 24 hours, uh, the creature is cured of all diseases uh, and poison uh, becomes immune to poison and being frightened and makes all wisdom saving throws with advantage and its hit point maximum also increases by 2d10. Uh, and it gains the same number of hit points. And that's
0: a lot. There's a cookbook called <laughs> heroes' Fee. There is
2: indeed a and d cookbook.
0: I own it. I made um, at Thanksgiving I made a wood elven salad and it was great. Really? Yeah, it was wonderful. I it, it uses things like um you use Brussels sprouts as the base, you put some leaves in there, you actually sprinkle uh, edible flowers over the top, put a couple of like oranges and different fruits on the outside and then you use honey as like the dressing. Didn't, didn't It was your, wonderful. Didn't your Thanksgiving almost kill somebody though? well that was the turkey was it the turkey or was it really the salad you're covering up thank you for listening to table talk friday where we (laughs) talked about six level spells and many other news updates for this episode um you can find us on social media platforms like twitter at table talk friday youtube at table talk friday we don't have an instagram yet we still haven't made an instagram at table talk friday tiktok at table talk friday and on patreon.com slash table talk friday where good old gamer is our producer eric for the month you can be a producer eric too if you hop over to patreon.com slash table friday and support the show where we have all kinds of bonus content coming out like the post show that you can hear me talk on right after this and with that can i have the the wood elf's salad take me out <laughs>
2: well here i am I don't know why we decided to put honey on a salad. I, I think that's kind of a weird choice. It was great. I also don't know how how frequent wood elves might actually have access to Brussels sprouts. I'm pretty sure those grow in the ground, which which w- wood, when I think of wood, it's really more of like a, a tree thing. So uh, anyway, I'm done contemplating my existence. I hope you enjoyed the show, But um, but if you want to make me, you need to... Purchase a book from Wizards of the Coast, and I know a lot of people don't want to do that still. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Figure that one out. Have a good night.